0: And when I realized what God has done for me, I couldn't but share my story with others. Just a little about me. My name is Susan Kaljak. I am of Croatian descent, belonging to a Croatian parish in the Rogers Park area. However, I do attend daily mass here at St. Paul of the Cross because it is on my way to work. Before I go any further, I would like to say what a wonderful parish we have, and would like to thank you for all of the services that are offered here, especially the 24-hour adoration Chapel. Now on to my faith story. My faith story begins back in 1981, when I was only 10 years old. It was during this summer that I was visiting my relatives in Croatia, when news came that Gospa, or better known as the Blessed Virgin Mary, was appearing to six children in a small town of Medjugorje. Since Medjugorje was only 40 minutes from where we were staying, we went to go see what was happening. Little did I know that this experience would change my entire life. All I remember from the visit was going to Mass and a speaker after Mass talking about the messages that Our Lady had given to these children. Our Lady has asked, all I remember was that she asked that we pray seven Our Fathers, seven Hail Marys, and seven Glory Bees. This is what it took, only by the grace of God, for me to start praying every night. My prayers were very childlike. They were just words without much meaning at this point. I was 10 years old. Without much meaning, I did them. I sometimes rushed through them. I sometimes fell asleep before they were finished. Although I do remember when I did this, if I didn't finish, when I woke up, I would continue. I remember always counting on my fingers, making sure all seven prayers were said. It was only years later when I realized that my entire life started revolving all around God, that I realized the effects of Our Lady's requests and the fruits of praying. Today, I can say that Our Blessed Lady was my spiritual and is my spiritual mother, um, drawing me closer and closer, year after year, to her son, Jesus. And some 30 years later, here I am attending daily mass, praying the rosary, going to confession and oration regularly, as well as fasting on Wednesdays and Fridays. And I am no longer doing it because I am told to. I am doing it because I love to. Here is where my where profession meets faith story begins. Going back to my college years, I always wanted to be a teacher. But my father guided me out of this area. He said that he was worried or concerned that I would not have enough patience for my own children When I came home from work. So that made logical sense, and I took his advice. And then I figured if I couldn't be a teacher, the next thing I wanted to do was be a psychologist. My father once again said, knowing me, I was too sensitive, and this would, um, I would not be able to leave my work at work. I would come home and I would think about the patients and still not be able to be a mother. That being the case, the only other thing that I knew I was good at was numbers. I followed in my sister's footsteps of being an accountant and have been an accountant for some 20 years now. But about five years ago, um, when our parish nuns who taught CCD in our parish, um, they were going back home to Croatia. Um, since they were not going to be replaced, I was asked to teach the confirmation class, mainly because my son was going to be part of that class. So after teaching. I realized that I was coming home with such joy, for these children were truly changing my life. Also, I realized how fulfilling teaching CCD really was, other than being a wife and a mother of three children. It was when I regularly expressed these feelings to my husband that I eventually came to realize that God was actually fulfilling my dream of being a teacher in this way. But my dream was being fulfilled in a much greater way than I could have ever imagined. For I was not teaching your regular subjects, if I should have finished an educa- with an education degree. I had the honor of teaching the most important subject, religion, and our eternal salvation. For this opportunity, I, am always, I will always be grateful to God. <clears throat> but there's more. God gave me another opportunity as well. My parish has beggars around our church almost every Sunday. In the beginning, I really didn't know what to do. Should I give them money? Should I not give them money? I see them smoking. I didn't know if my money was just going to go for, for their cigarettes. So I went to our, our parish nun, and I asked her what she would do. And she guided me on saying, why don't you talk with them? So I took her advice. And there were three particular situations that I would like to mention. Um, there, was this, um, that, there was this African-American elderly man who was very quiet and didn't speak much he was in front of our church raining or shine every sunday morning for many 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 years i would i would give some money to these people because it gave me the opportunity to talk to them and little by little i got to know this man there was a period of about two months that i was not able to come to mass and um, in order to take care of my daughter who was diagnosed with a chronic illness And when I was able to go for the first time, I saw him and and I told him my situation and I asked if he could pray for my daughter because she's still not well enough to come with us to Mass. He simply nodded. And then I'll never forget the first Sunday when my daughter was finally able to join us for Mass. When he saw her coming out of the car, he had such a glow on his face, along with a few little tears. Seeing how much this meant to him, I knew right away I said to him, Army, you prayed, didn't you? He simply nodded. I can never forget this man or this moment. Army has stopped coming to our church for a while now, and because he was a regular for many years, my family is concerned for his health, and so he is in our daily prayers. Another time, there was a young African-American man who came into our church during Saturday morning Mass. Towards the end of Mass, he fell in the middle of the aisle and started shaking. There were only three of us, and we didn't know what was happening. Eventually, he came back to himself, and the priest offered him something to drink. He wanted to actually talk to the priest, but the priest did not have time at that moment, and um, he told him to come back another time. As we were leaving, us two started talking. As um, we were heading towards the street, towards my car, he all of a sudden started talking about suicide, and he wanted to run into the street. All I can remember doing was grabbing him by the arm, and all of a sudden, the words all started coming out. I don't know where that came from or how that came about, but he was absorbing every word I was saying. At the end, I told him, I offered him a rosary. I told him, I asked, I suggested if he could keep praying for guidance. He told me that he did not know how to pray, and he asked me if I would pray for him and with him. So at that moment, we took each other's hands. I prayed the Hail Mary while he listened, and um, I told him from now on to hold this rosary as a silent prayer of his. After that, he gave me this big hug, and um, he, he depart, we departed, but he had such a tremendous peace that overcame him. He too is in my daily prayers. I wanted to share one last story that helped me realize why I thought maybe perhaps God was placing these people in my life. There's this one lady that just recently started coming to our church also, she's begging for money. We started talking, and every week she would update me about her week. Over time, she told me that she was suffering with the mental illness of schizophrenia. It was only that day when I was reflecting and heard the word schizophrenia that I realized that God was now also fulfilling my dream of being a psychologist as well. I realized this just a couple of months ago, and when I did, all I could do was cry. I was crying from the joy of having such an awesome God, a God who knew what was in my heart and gave me the opportunity of being both a teacher and a psychologist. The only words that were coming out of my mouth were, may all glory, honor, and praise be yours, almighty Father, forever and ever. But before I realized all this, I had decided to go back to school for a Master's in Theology in hopes of teaching theology one day. My husband did not understand how I could even consider taking a less paying job knowing that our children's college years were fast approaching. However, I explained to him that I felt that God was calling me to do this right now and what would eventually happen, I don't know, but it was this calling that I was called to go back to school for. And I assured him that whatever I would do I wouldn't do anything that didn't make sense for our family at that time. And so somehow he accepted me going back to school. And I have to say that my first class was a real challenge. My second one is even more challenging. Um, But I'm not going to give up. I feel like it is truly God's calling. Life, as we know, it is always full of challenges. And many times they will bring us much pain and suffering. But I have learned that God permits these challenges in order for us to learn to completely trust and depend on Him. It was these challenges that tested my faith and made me a stronger person in my faith. Now, after many years, I am able to thank God for allowing these challenges to take place in my life, for they led me into a much deeper relationship with our Lord, one in which I now could not even imagine without. It was a combination of these challenges and the messages of Medjugorje that played an important role in my conversion.